0: Hello, I'm Peter Van Dusen, and this is the Primetime Politics Podcast. Hello, I'm Peter Van Dusen, and this is Primetime Politics, the Vote 2019 edition. Day nine now of the federal election campaign and a campaign now almost completely consumed with the controversy swirling around Liberal leader Justin Trudeau. There are now three past instances of Justin Trudeau discovered in racist blackface and that has overshadowed the campaign announcements of the day. The Prime Minister was apologizing again today but still left some questions unanswered including whether there could be more images. The Liberal leader tried to present an image of a campaign rolling along in spite of the controversy. Flanked by candidates and supporters, Justin Trudeau stopped in briefly at a gift shop and a restaurant in downtown Winnipeg. But it is no ordinary campaign day. This was about damage control. Three separate incidents of Justin Trudeau wearing blackface or brownface from a photo at a party in 2001, at the private school where he was a 29-year-old teacher, another at a high school talent show, and today... A video released by Global News of Justin Trudeau in the early 1990s at an undisclosed location. After apologizing last night, more contrition today and uncertainty about whether there could be more incidents in his past. I think um,
1: it is obvious that that this is something that uh, was deeply regrettable. I am wary of... Of uh, being definitive about this because the uh, recent pictures that came out I had not remembered Uh, and I think the question is uh, how can you not remember that the fact is I I I didn't understand how hurtful this is to people who live with discrimination every single day Uh, I have always acknowledged that I come from a place of privilege but I now need to acknowledge that that comes with a massive blind spot. I have dedicated my leadership and my service to Canada to try and counter intolerance and racism everywhere I can, Uh, but this has been a, uh, personally, um, a moment where I've had to reflect on the fact that um, Wanting to do good and wanting to do better simply isn't good enough. And you need to take responsibility uh, for mistakes that hurt people who thought I was an ally. Who hopefully many of them still consider me an ally, even though this uh, was a terrible mistake.
0: When asked about the difficult conversations with his children about these incidents, the Liberal leader came close to tears. In my conversations with
1: my kids, a difficult conversation I had this morning, Uh, about taking responsibility for your actions and learning from your mistakes. Um, This is certainly something I think my father um, wouldn't be pleased with how I behaved but um, perhaps would feel that taking responsibility for things is important. Uh, When I think of the conversations I had with my kids this morning I also recognize that there are far too many Canadians who this morning had to explain to their kids what those pictures were of their Prime Minister and what kind of society we live in and what kind of world we need to live in and how things have evolved but at the same time um, I regret deeply um, parents who had to have difficult conversations with their kids that uh, were uncomfortable and hurtful because of my actions.
0: And then a question about why he never came forward about these incidents before they became public.
1: I never talked about this. Uh, Quite frankly, I was embarrassed. Uh, It was not something that represents uh, the person I've become, the leader I try to be, uh, and it was really embarrassing.
0: The NDP leader Jagmeet Singh campaigned in Hamilton today where he was asked about the now multiple past incidents of the Liberal leader in racist dress. Singh says it demonstrates a pattern of behaviour that may not have changed
2: and raises questions about whether Justin Trudeau is fit for office. Canadians are going to be asking those questions. Is someone fit for office who has done these things and has a pattern of behaviour that doesn't just end with one incident but multiple incidents? It doesn't just end in the past but continues to the present with very recent examples of mocking people with legitimate concerns about the safety of their community. If someone's going to mock a community that's suffering from mercury poisoning, I think Canadians are right to ask the question, is this someone that they want to continue to see as Prime Minister? And I leave that decision to Canadians. I will certainly hold him to account for what I see are horrible incidents of disrespect for people. and a, continued priority of helping the very wealthy.
0: The NDP is trying to hold on to the two seats it held in the last parliament in Hamilton. Singh met with small business owners to talk up his plan for universal pharmacare and publicly paid dental care for lower and middle income families and how that will be good for small business.
2: And what we're saying to small businesses today is instead of worrying about whether your employees have coverage or not we're going to make investments that are going to save businesses significantly. For a small business that could cost as much as $1,600 to cover medication and dental services. We are going to cover that with our plan. That's going to mean a significant benefit for small businesses, for their ability for their employees to be well covered and to be able to work hard. It also means that we're going to continue with uh, the 9% small business tax that recognizes that small businesses are in a different position than than larger corporations. We're going to continue to support a thriving climate for small and medium-sized businesses.
0: Conservative leader Andrew Scheer campaigned in Quebec's eastern townships He's on the record saying that if conservative candidates have said anything offensive in their past, they can stay in the race if they apologize. He was asked today whether that standard also applies to Justin Trudeau.
3: Well, I think Canadians might have been able to accept Justin Trudeau's apology if he hadn't lied about it. But he was asked specifically if there were other incidences, and he said that there was only one other incident. Now we know that there are at least three, and uh, a
0: lie, ba- an apology based on a lie is not a real apology. And Scheer acknowledged that it was his campaign that received the latest video of Justin Trudeau wearing blackface in the early 1990s and turned it over to global television news. Andrew Shear announced a conservative government would increase the age credit for seniors by $1,000, providing couples over the age of 65 with a tax break of up to $300 a year.
3: $150 per person? also means $300 per couple. $300 for a retired couple is certainly uh, a significant amount for many uh, Canadian uh, seniors. And it goes along with other measures that we've already announced, like lowering the personal rate of income tax, uh, like bringing back the public transit tax credit, which many seniors uh, use, and eliminating the GST and HST off of home heating and home utility bills.
0: And that's the kind of day it's been, day nine of the campaign. I want to broaden our conversation now with my next two guests. Annette Henry is the David Lamb Chair in Multicultural Education at the University of British Columbia. And Noor El Khadri is President of the Canadian Arab Federation. It's good to see you both. Thanks for being here. Uh, Annette Henry, maybe I can start with you and helping us understand a little bit of the background behind this story. And these images we've seen of Justin Trudeau, uh, help us understand why they are so hurtful. Well, they...
4: Um they, they point to um, a colonial history, and they, um, uh, so in, in terms of blackface, um, uh, but also let's just say in thinking of, I, I'm think okay, let me just say in terms of blackface, it points to a particular uh, time in history, a, a colonial history, in which blacks were depicted uh, very negatively with negative stereotypes. So here we have him, the photo that you're showing now is him dressed up. Uh, supposedly as an Arab, let's just say. Uh, and um, and it's, it's very much a caricature, and um, I would think that what's disturbing is that one uh, would expect that he would know better. Yes, he was not prime minister at the time, and that is true, and yes, it was 18 years ago, and that is very true too. But um, I, I would think we have moved past doing this uh, that's what's really disturbing.
0: Okay. Um, Mr. Qadri, let, let me turn to you. You heard the Prime Minister apologize again today, saying it was his layers of privilege that didn't allow him to see at the time that his actions were racist.
5: Do you accept that apology? Uh, it, is, it is a little short. Um, what more would, we, would you want him to say? These, these types of apologies uh, have to be followed by actions. Uh, the Prime Minister have been calling a lot of people. He is preaching to the converted. He has been calling uh, his colleagues in caucus, uh, members of uh, the various uh, uh, racialized communities who are members of parliament, and he is asking them to. Uh, uh, to rally behind him to, to support. He's not reaching out to the communities that, uh, that are out there. I mean, uh, well, He I'm said the
0: he spent the, 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 some time this morning on the telephone talking to community leaders and so on. Uh, That's not good enough for you?
5: It, it is not good enough for us because I, uh, I can tell you one thing. I, I am the president of the Canadian Arab Federations. We've got 31 member organizations from coast to coast to coast under our umbrella. Uh, the prime minister has never reached uh, to us. Um, that's, that's one thing. The second thing is that we need we need action beside that. Mr. Trudeau um, has been talking a lot about multiculturalism. And, uh, and for those people who have experienced racism, mm-hmm. for those people who have seen bullying on the ground, and they see it day in, day out, uh, they just don't want somebody who is in the position of prime minister just to uh, utter uh, hollow words uh, for them in apology. We have heard the prime minister saying uh, hundreds of times that he apologizes and he's sorry, and we have seen him crying in many, many situations. But in a nutshell, we need actions on the ground to, to change. Okay. Uh, Annette Henry, what did you think of his uh, apology again
0: today, his further apology? Did it go far enough?
4: No. Uh, it, apologies are uh, necessary uh, and, and good, but uh, um, it's easy. That, that's the easy part. And, and as our colleague just said, um, what, what where's the action going to be? What next? Furthermore, um, I, we, we don't know if there's really an understanding of the depth of um, how race works in this society um, that someone you know, in a privileged position, in a position of power, who doesn't go through each day um, experiencing racism and and uh, doesn't need to really examine um, institutionalized and systemic racism. Um, so, in, in a sense, words are easy. I mean, it's a, a, an apology is very, very necessary, but, um, you know, what is really going to happen and how, how are politicians... Uh, going to be looking at um, systemic racism uh, in politics and and further and further and beyond
0: okay so when you uh, uh, when you see this so how do you think we build on this if the idea is to to move forward uh, and what's the next thing you would like to see
5: we want him to be sending messages for those people who have experienced racism day in. Day out, for those people who have been bullied, for those people who uh, have experienced uh, uh, what it looks like to be mocked uh, um, because of the, of the color of their skin or because of their accent or because of any other uh, differentiating factor uh, that a lot of new Canadians face, that the Prime Minister is there to support you. Uh, he's not only a figure that he has. Uh, um, uh, Experienced that he, he because of his privilege he didn't he didn't see it. Uh, mind but, you but, that but
0: do you do you look at this and say do you think he's a racist or do you think this was a, a, a racist act and poor judgment?
5: It it was poor judgment for uh, for sure. I wouldn't uh, say the prime minister is uh, is a racist, but the way that he is handling it is necessary in terms of apology, but it's not sufficient uh, because there are a lot of people when they saw this they had a picture of Mr. Trudeau and now they're, they're seeing another face. They see an inherent part of him in terms of uh, having acts that are racist that will bring memories for those people that have been bullied, that have been marginalized, that have uh, experienced uh, the, this form of, uh, of, of racism. And he himself, he has uh, been going after candidates who have uh, uh, had history of one form or, or another because of a statement or a tweet or, or a post on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they eliminated candidates because of that. On, for the prime minister, he's getting the leeway and he's getting away with, uh, with that. He has, come, he has to come to, uh, to a truth discussion with the people that have been affected. Something that is taken at the Arabian Nights, his first call should have been to the Canadian Arab Federation, the representative of okay. Canadian Arabs.
0: And then Henry, what are
5: your thoughts on that?
4: Oh, well, I, I agree. Uh, who did he reach out to first? That's, that's really important. Um, I think um hopefully uh, this this is a time for all of us as Canadians to really think about and have discussions about i mean as an educator myself definitely in my class this evening we'll be talking about this and i would hope that teachers in classrooms whether it's grade four or grade eight or grade 10 would be talking with their students about these issues because what i find is we have a lot of difficulty in this country talking about racism we like to pretend it doesn't exist that it exists in the united states and um, france and other places but um uh, as many of us know uh racism exists um, in this country and it's not just individual acts of, you know, sometimes I think people think, well, um, I'm not a racist. I, I don't call people names or I don't do this. Or how do people perpetuate racism in their everyday life? That's, I think, something that we really need to um, think about in this country.
0: Right. Do, do you think that when, when, uh, when he says that I didn't see it at the time, it was 2001, Uh, How does any of this, uh, do you think, change his ability to lead the country on these kinds of issues? Can he still talk about multiculturalism? Can he still talk about a multicultural Canada and all the change he would hope to make and move the country forward with this hanging over? him?
4: He still can. Uh, I I think, unfortunately, uh, multiculturalism can be um, very, very um, superficial. Uh, that um you know i'll 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 uh I'll bring my steel drums and you bring your samosas kind of thing i think that um we have to really look deep, more deeply and and look at um, particular groups in a society where they are what what are the barriers for particular groups mm-hmm. um i don't i don't think that work has really been done well so that's where we that's what we need to be doing
0: all right mr al kader let me finish with you um uh, some have suggested he, he's no longer fit for office. How, how do you feel about this? Is this something the Prime Minister, the Liberal leader, can move on from and, and regain the, uh, your, your trust and, and, and uh, your faith uh, as a leader, Whether I'm not saying who you vote sure. for, but as the, as the leader of a country
5: at this point? Um, uh, or is he too damaged by this? Oh, well, there is... No doubt about it that there is some damage to, uh, to this. Uh, there is no mistake that nobody can, uh, cannot recover from, but uh, you have to do, to do it right and do the right thing. Uh, I am speaking to a lot of people uh, today and, and yesterday about this. Uh, the majority of them, they are hurt about it. Some people are saying, okay, well, uh, especially in the Arab Canadian community, say, well, it's just a costume that is used in, in a party. And uh, these are people probably that haven't experienced any type of bullying or, ra- or racism. But the ones that have experienced it, they are so offended uh, by what the prime minister has done. And uh, the mere words of apology are necessary. They're not sufficient. He has to come to terms that he needs to do something as part of his policies going forward into this campaign. How, to, how he's going to tackle okay. racism. And he should do this collectively with the people that are affected, not alone. Uh, and uh, because what he has done today, he has been preaching to the, conv- preaching to the converted. He has been calling members of his okay. caucus.
0: All right. Annette Henry and uh, Nora Akadri, thank you both for your time tonight. I do appreciate it.
5: Thank you very much.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Sh- I'm sure he wouldn't do that again today. So. If he apologizes, then I think it's all good.
0: It's not an issue. Uh, the Conservative Party is trying to make it into an issue. Um, it's something that most minorities, certainly uh, most uh, Black people, will look upon as something that happened in the
2: past. That for whatever the reason was, it wasn't what we would consider to be equated with blackface, which has a whole history of itself in this in the states.
0: I, my take is that the Conservative Party should really take a look at their history of homophobia and racism, which has been ingrained in their party forever and is not a one-time thing. That's my take on it. They've tried to make it into
6: an issue. It's not an issue. It simply isn't. Um, contextually, if it was a costume party and it was a party, it, people shouldn't, I don't think we should be that offended. And again, it was themed, right? So Arabian Nights. He was not targeting anything. Unfortunately, what that picture is going to do is it's not going to be contextualized. People aren't going to see the context of the picture. They're going to see him in blackface. Fair
7: enough. I'm going to move
2: over to you, sir.
1: I just don't feel that he should be condemned for it. Again, sir? I just don't feel he should
6: be condemned for it. That's all. It was a costume party. He shouldn't be condemned for it. I would argue that I think a lot of people do foolish things in their 20s and while he should certainly be held accountable to tastes and you know not showing it well at that age I think a little bit of leeway might be warranted
8: The thing is is that 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 was a party it was an event no It's it wasn't he wasn't trying to make a statement at least I don't think so and he wasn't running for anything at that time so I don't see why that would really bother anyone
4: I think he's using sense of humor it's not and I believe that sense of humor is sometimes a good way and a good perspective to answer to big topics so
2: are you offended by it
4: no not really not really it depends on of the perspective the way you see it you look at it right so as I said sense of humor doesn't hurt anyone so I'd rather Introduce a topic with sense of humor, then be in a taboo and not talk about it at all.
9: Whether or not it's going to hurt his election chances, it, it probably will. He's probably going to probably going to lose some votes because of it. And uh, yeah, it's, you got to be sensitive about those things. You know, Canada we're very multicultural, inclusive. So that's that's the, the picture he's trying to paint as a Liberal representing all the minority groups. So I think it will hurt him in the election.
8: Um, at least he was immediately like, oh, that's bad, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, uh, which compared to some of the other candidates, I feel like is a lot better reaction than, because like some of the other candidates had stuff pop up and they were like, they didn't even go, my bad, <laughs> you know, so he he saw it and he was immediately like, yeah, that was stupid, I'm sorry, <laughs> so yeah, at, at least how he acted afterwards, I think made up for it for a bit in, in that sense, <laughs> yeah.
0: There is particular concern about the message these incidents send to younger racialized Canadians. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh says that's what worries him the most. Justin Trudeau talked about it today as well. Joining me now, three university students and three young voters who've been watching this story closely. Delia Desta, Maham Kalim, and Mehdi Bushintov. Uh Good to see you all. Thanks for being here. appreciate exactly. you taking the time. As you're watching this story unfold, uh, what are you thinking? What What is the number one thing that you think about when you're seeing this play out
7: i know and i discussed this uh earlier but we weren't shocked um when we saw the picture you released. were not shocked no, no we weren't shocked why not um as people of color in this world it's not really surprising when you see uh leaders uh like especially like world leaders um, who usually are cis white able-bodied um, males who participate in racist practices because of the racist society that we live in. Um, we live in institutions and we grow up with communities that are all founded on, like our country was built on colonialism, um, our institutions are inherently racist based on the uh, history of how they were created. So for people to then um, not see issues within their behaviors such as doing blackface or doing, um, making like racist jokes and not seeing the harm in that, it's really not surprising that um, Justin Trudeau would have participated in that as well. What about you?
8: Um, I think, yeah, also uh, taking into consideration that this was in 2001, and although we're saying, yeah, it's like 18 years is not that big of a time, it is when we're talking about social progression and the differentiation of values and cultural norms. We see a lot of talk about white privilege these days. We ta- see a lot of talk about empowerment, inclusion. These terms didn't hold the same value as they do now, right? So in 2001, if somebody's making a joke, for th- a racist joke, for the sake of uh, inducing laughter or to just to feel have fun at a party it's not really that shocking from people that have experienced that as people of color because we see this happening what's been interesting is seeing people that are that have not really experienced that be this shocked and outraged
0: and what and so what do you think when you see that
8: i think that when you I was
0: see how this is being handled in the media the coverage in the election campaign and so on Uh, do you think that's a good thing or do you think this is blown out of proportion or that it's just this is normalcy and why is everybody playing it up?
8: Definitely not normalcy. Just because you are used to seeing something does not make it okay or does not mean that you start to accept that, right? So I think rightly so that people should be angered, people should be mad, but they should think strategically and they need to be smarter than... Uh, the way the news is portraying this right this is also another agenda think about the timing that the picture is being dropped this picture has always been there since 2001 this is not a new photograph why is it just now making rounds why is it just now inducing this oh my god I can't believe he did this there's a strategy behind this right
0: what do you think Benny?
10: Yeah, I think it's it's super interesting because I thought like for me I was disappointed in the action itself But I was also disappointed in the reaction because I thought for me I felt like a lot of the dialogue wasn't centered on like marginalized communities and the impact that they had I felt like it was like justice Trudeau is not fit to, for office or or like Andrew Shears like you know what I mean like it is a lot of political dialogue rather than actually talking about the communities right it's the fact that like Not only are you talking about like the history of blackface and necessarily what that served in as a purpose in society mm-hmm. to like push away like especially uh, communities that were discriminated against from like participating things like theater actually having access to like a lot of institutions a lot of times these are not the communities that are actually like talking right it's the fact that like it's other white cis males that necessarily go forward and say here's my opinion on it like allow for the communities that were hurt to actually talk about what type of impact it has on them and also allow for their stories to come forward why are we being deplatformed from an action that has actually impacted us the most
0: interesting so we we have we have at the center of this story is the liberal leader, Justin Trudeau, and his explanation, he's apologized more than once now, and his his explanation today was that at the time he didn't realize it was wrong because of his layers of privilege um, gave him this massive blind spot to the kind of hurt he was inflicting by wearing blackface. Do you accept that defense?
7: I, While I believe that's true, I definitely don't think it's an excuse um, because there are white people who haven't done blackface. Um, So I say, I believe that using um, his privilege and his platform by saying that, like, he did grow up, I guess, more privileged than other white males um, in his life because his father was prime Mm -hmm. minister. um, And he did have a a much different life, I guess, than the um, average Canadian citizen. But um, I personally believe that being ignorant is not an excuse. Um, It's up to you to learn, put in the effort, put in the work to... Um, make sure that if you are claiming to be a leader um, and speaking up for other marginalized communities, especially because he was a teacher, he was teaching students of color. I do not accept that as to be an excuse, as a blanket all statement to say that because of his station growing up may have shaped how he didn't view race as an issue because it didn't directly affect him. But as an educator, it is your job to make sure that you are shaping young minds, you are being the leader you want to present to
8: these kids. I have a, a follow up on that yeah. if uh, yeah. you don't mind. What's the difference then between an excuse and an apology? Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. because I, I'm definitely yeah. on the same page, but f- the way I perceived it is that I un- I took it as an apology. Um, I haven't seen the second video based off the first video and what I've been reading about mm-hmm. the second apology. Is that, well, it's something that's done now, right? Yeah. So, I was happy that he is acknowledging it and that he isn't shying away from kind of accepting Mm -hmm. that responsibility. Because I think we also now live in a time where everything we do is online. Yes. And so if you're coming from a less informed place, although I agree, if you're a teacher, it is your job to be more informed. But let's suppose, okay, you went down that road, you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. What are you supposed to do in 2019 now to change that? Because you can't change the past. And yeah. I think I think step one is okay, calling yourself out, yeah. admitting that you are less informed. But then step two is actually changing the narrative and yeah. changing the dialogue, yeah. and also putting like the spotlight back on, like as you said, those mm-hmm. affected
7: marginalized communities. Yeah. It doesn't and, really. Need and so
0: what what do you think of um, what, what do you think of? So in this explanation, uh, what he, what he's saying is essentially I've. I've now come to a place where I've learned from this and I want to I want to build on it and and move forward on it. So uh, do you, do you accept that this is behind him now that if if you know or what questions do you still have for him? We had a lot today for him. What what questions
10: do you still have for him if this issue isn't closed? For me, I think it's a huge one of my my main concerns with the like generally the the entire like thing that happened obviously Blackface, but the first thing that came to mind is that why are you waiting for someone else to say you did that right like recently we had the issue in virginia where like i think it was the governor Mm -hmm. who like was exposed for having done blackface in the past there is an opportunity for you to come forward and say. I'm going to be completely honest with the electorate. I've done this in the past, and I take full responsibility. A, it's easier for you to actually come forward and say, I am taking the onus and saying, I've done it, and I will take responsibility. Rather than waiting for it yeah. to hit the news absolutely. and having to respond to it. it absolutely. And it's, it's actually known that this picture has been out since 2001. You know that as Prime Minister, not only are you increasingly being scrutinized, but you know that eventually this is going to come out. Why not take the responsibility and bring it forward and bring it to light yourself? Right now, he has absolutely no control over what's being said and he could have just said it himself and said look here's what happened I completely apologize and he could have taken actions to fix it right we're a month away from the election he actually can't necessarily create policy now that would like fix the racial issues that exist he had four years to do so he should have come forward and said look here's an issue with my privilege here's how I'm going to address it I'm going to take the onus and create policy that positively impacts these communities whereas he's waiting until one month before it got exposed he has no mechanism to fix it because he's probably not going to be prime minister in October
0: does this change your view of of this man as the prime minister of the country
7: um, I personally I don't want to say that this uh, incident is going to change how I'm planning on voting because as much as it sucks for the people to hear but I don't think he's the only political leader we've had in our country who has done blackface If anything, I would bet good money that 95 percent of the people, members of parliament and the Senate have also engaged in racist jokes, racist caricatures, um, you know, even just, you know, casual, everyday racist remarks. I'm not I would not be surprised. And because of that, I don't want to let the future of our country be affected by this as I just want this to be a learning point and a way for especially for young voters to keep in mind as young people especially people who are studying social sciences we understand um, like structurally and institutionally that capitalist western society that we live in now is going to be shaped by a lot of like racist um, subtle ideals. And because of that we know that we cannot change those Mm -hmm. until we decide to you know, at least have hope and push forward and pick people who have good policies. I'm not voting for Trudeau, I'm voting for the platform. Yeah,
8: I think um, it's really a smart way to view, uh, to disassociate certain people from party ideology. I think you need to do that because it's a very luxurious choice to ask somebody, are you going to vote for a certain person or not based on a racist remark that did. This is too common of an instance for ethnic minorities who are struggling with, uh, um racism who are struggling with institutional um racism these blockages to just say oh i'm offended so i'm not yeah. going to do that it's we can't simplistic. afford to it's too simplistic
0: let me finish on this quickly is, is that so what, what, what can some benefit come from this
8: I think,
10: like, firstly, I think one of the biggest concerns I have is that we're also treating minorities as like a monolith, right? It's the fact that we say we're looking to get the minority vote, right? Like, not every minority thinks in the same way. They obviously have different ways they can go about things. For me, on my personal choice, I'm living in a riding which has always been, like, liberal NDP, where, like, the majority of young people still aren't sure, and this is Ottawa Centre, where they're necessarily gonna go, like, with the NDP. Or with the uh, liberals because it's been it flips it flip-flops right and I think those are the type of writings that like will negatively impact like the liberals because like it's gonna be a really close race so it might not a hundred percent change the way I'm gonna vote but it's definitely gonna be in consideration because like I didn't find the apology to be sufficient like he took responsibility for I think two of them and then a third one came out like why weren't you just clear about it from the beginning about what had occurred. At least my, my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay,
0: all. we uh, we would have a lot more to talk about, and and we'll see if it if, if to your points, uh, we broaden the conversation in in this election campaign to issues that have flown up because of this, that have come to the surface because of this, and not just the videos and the and the old photos, right? The broader issues. Thank you, all three of you.
7: Thank you, Thank you for having us. Well, now let's
0: bring in Barry McLaughlin of McLaughlin Media. He is a crisis communication consultant and fellow in the Masters of Political Management program at Carleton University. Barry McLaughlin, good to see you again. Nice to see you, Peter. Thanks for being here. Uh, you've uh, seen a lot of leaders in crisis over your career and, and helped some of them uh, yep. deal with those crises. H- how big is this crisis for Justin Trudeau? At first, I thought
9: this would be a quick thing, get by it. But obviously, it's got some legs attached to it. He's at a full 24 hours now, and uh, he seems to... have dug in a little deeper on this. Uh, I don't think people are going to give up on it as readily as they were before. Uh, And uh, today he did a recovery uh, kind of news conference where he was able to be fully apologetic, to say that it was because of his privilege, that he didn't see all these things. He admitted to holding on to it because he was too embarrassed, so he didn't even tell his own team. Um, He was as forthright and as apologetic as one could probably
0: expect him to be. So should you be surprised at where we are then? I mean, you've had a lot of experience at this, and when you know this kind of thing is hanging in your background and you're the leader of a country and there's an election campaign, uh, would there have been a better... I mean, some people are suggesting, why didn't you come forward and tell your team? Is that something you typically see? It, it is
9: exactly the question point you have when you're brought in. Uh, a client will tell you something that's horribly embarrassing, that you know will be damaging. You have a choice to make. Do we get out before I cast my hat fully in the ring and tell everybody what I did? Or do you hold back and wait and see if they got it? He got by the 2015 election, even though that was not a 2001 yearbook. Uh, So maybe he was kind of, wow, it's pretty good. I got, you know, it hasn't been raised in 18 years. But he left not only himself off guard, but he certainly left his campaign team off guard. So this is damage control. You know, it's damage control. It's not even crisis management now. It's, it's damage control. And usually in damage control, you want to have all the levers to try to end it. He's got most of the levers now, except for one thing. What's the big thing? The big thing is that if there's one more photo, one more video that comes to light, uh, that will be doubly bad as to what he's experiencing today.
0: And, and is that because, like, interesting watching the news conference day because he was asked a couple of times, you know, is this it? And I think at one point he answered... I'm, I'm sort of uh, I'm a little wary to, to try and get into it because yeah, because, he, he because he deflected that one so does that mean I mean which is worse knowing there's something else out there and not saying so or not knowing there's more things out out there which would speak to uh, you know I, I didn't get it so much that I don't even know how many times I did this
9: well, I, I think if he's going to open a door, there probably is more Then he's going to have to answer. Okay, tell us in your own recollection, what were they? And then the hole is going to get deeper and deeper. Um, the recollection thing, well, you know, I mean, I suppose theoretically some of that may well be
0: true. I think the real I mean, thing... in the context, I guess if he, if he didn't get it why it was a problem then, and he did it yeah. a number of other times, yeah. it, you know, is it fair to think, okay, it didn't stick in my head that I had done that one because it wasn't a big deal to me back then. I didn't get it. Well, he
9: seems to imply that that we've all kind of become woke since then. But you know, really, we all knew in 2001 you weren't going to be doing that. Uh, the, the stuff in 1990s—it looks like
0: the third one that's come out today. It looks like it's somewhere, Merkley. Sounds know, like a, he, he sort of alluded. It sounded like he this might have been when he was a, 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 a rafting instructor or a, a, a you know a river raft yeah, guide.
9: Yeah. Uh, it,
0: it, it's in his pre-teaching
9: days. But that's that was really awkward too. So I guess the problem is here now. What is the real damage to to Justin Trudeau? I mean, is it that he's a racist? I don't think Canadians believe Justin Trudeau is a racist. I really don't think that's true. I think history has changed. We've all evolved. I was in high school. I remember a number of things very similar to that in high school that were done uh, by students who thought those things were funny. But even then, there would be kind of an eyebrow raise. That's not funny. But that's not funny. But now we, we aren't going to tolerate that. The challenge for him is this. He made this election really about values. Are you going to go backwards with, with Scheer and the Tories and their values? Look at that video from 19, from 2003 or whatever it was, 2005 of, of Andrew Scheer. Look at those values. We have the values of today. It's, it's a, taken a hit on his values. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that it's done is it's blunted his ability to continue to throw more jelly at the wall to see what sticks on the behavior of his opponents, in this case, mostly the Tories. So, it's going to hurt his ability to move forward on the attack front, which you pretty
0: well have to do a certain amount of. So I think it's, it's kind of a double hit on him. Did, uh, maybe, you know, as you look at it now, does it look like it could be a campaign killer, or, or is it too early to tell? I think that, is a, I think that uh, people are typically overreacting
9: to a certain extent here. Uh, it's an emotionalized situation. I think fast forward two weeks from now, it'll be there. People remember it, and uh, people that really care about it will perhaps vote accordingly. Uh, it might hurt him in a number of seats, but I won't. I don't think at the end of the day on October 21st we're going to say this is what ended his government. I don't believe so. I think it's an inflection point. Uh, it's 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 going to blunt any kind of momentum he was getting, um, and it will take a hit, probably more to the NDP and possibly Green. But I think Jugmeet Singh has done amazingly well in the response to this. I mean, he is the authentic voice to talk about racist kind of. Uh, uh, activities that he's had
0: to suffer. He's played that amazingly well. Yeah, he's managed to, he's managed to make it not about Justin Trudeau at all. I mean, it's <laughs> Justin Trudeau's comments, but yeah. he's saying, what I'm really concerned about yeah. is the people who live with the hurt.
9: Right, and, and I, it was from an authentic base. Uh, he actually, I watched it carefully, his first uh, comment that he did, he, he really choked up. Uh, when he talked about it. I think it is genuine, obviously, in his case. He's got to be careful about make the same point about Andrew Shearer. They have to be very careful in not overplaying their hand. If you go too far, uh, it can bounce back against you. So I think they'd like to keep Justin Trudeau's feet to the fire on this for as many news cycles, days, as they possibly can, Um, but they should be careful of going too far in their attacks. All right, what's the next,
5: uh,
0: in your experience, and you've sort of, touched it. I'll wrap it into a nice little ball, but what are, what are the things we watch for in the days ahead for where this goes?
9: Well, you're already going to see Justin Trudeau already now moving to scheduled campaign events. And, you know, He's already underway on those. I think that is the right thing to do. There's only so much bleeding you can do. Uh, I do think I would love to see him meet with a group of uh, visible minorities, to sit down with them, to listen to them, to he's engage He's been working them. the phones, he
0: said, today. Yeah, We've got to working them, the but, phones.
9: We you know. see him in, and let them take, give him a beating. Yeah. Like a, a verbal kind of, sir, I want to say directly to you what this has meant to me and my family, what has happened. And he needs to be seen to be listening to them and caring. I think he actually should do that. Uh, and secondly, once he's done this, absent a surprise other video or photo, he must continue on with his campaign. A prime minister can make news. He can make news every single day on issues that matter to people, and he's got to get back on it. He's wiped out this week, thanks very much, but maybe he can start fresh uh, in the next several days to get going and try to lift this plane off the runway. All right. Barry
0: McLaughlin, good to speak to you. My pleasure, Peter.
8: I think it's embarrassing for him. He's representing Canadians in general, and you know, we don't want the world thinking that that's who we are. So I think that the prime Minister should be giving off a good impression of us and he disappointed us with that picture.
2: Can we forgive people? Can we forgive him? I, I don't know, it's just, I don't, I don't know, I don't think he, I don't know, in my opinion, I don't think he did it to uh, offend people. I just probably think he was just naive. He's a rich kid.
4: Um, It actually hurts my heart. Um, I was very, very appalled when I saw it, very shocked. And I don't think an apology is enough because really, if you're willing to engage in that kind of behavior, you know, and the people that say, well, it was 2001, it was 18 years ago. Well, 18 years ago, people were well aware that that was not acceptable behavior. And he was a teacher. So, again, it was a position of authority. You should know better. You shouldn't be behaving like that. I was uh, pretty upset when I saw it. And there's been further video that has come out as well um, that I've seen on Twitter of him, and it's even more sickening. So, yeah, not happy about it at all.
3: Sad, isn't
6: it, that something that happened years ago is brought up again just because of the election? Um, It seems like everybody's just raking up dirt on other people and trying to influence the opinion of Canadians. So it's, I don't think it'll really affect how I feel about the parties, but I could see that it would
3: influence a lot of other people, negatively.
0: Right now by our panel of party commentators uh, for more on the key events of the day. Greg McEachern is a Liberal commentator. Ashton Arseneau is a Liberal... Sorry, he's a Conservative commentator, <laughs> pardon me. And Fruk Kareem is an NDP commentator. Good to see you all. Uh, Fruk, let me start with you. Uh, we heard Justin Trudeau apologize again today in, in a little more fulsome, more detail. Long period with reporters. And he seems to be saying that the reason I didn't see this as racism in 2001, uh, and I guess before that, was that these layers of privilege uh, that he grew up in didn't allow him to see that this was hurtful uh, to racial minorities in this country. Where, how do you feel about what he said today?
11: Well, I thought today was better than yesterday. Uh, I think opening up a discussion on privilege might be worthwhile during the campaign. Kim Campbell said once that electoral campaigns are not where you... Not time to talk about issues. ...major issues. Maybe it's time to talk about the race and the privilege in this campaign. So I thought he did better, but there, there's still a, bi- it's a it's still a big problem for him because it attacks his personal brand. He's Mr. Diversity, Mr. Multiculturalism, which I don't doubt, like he's sincere about it. But it has a problem about saying one things and having other actions uh, that goes uh, against that. And that's the big, big problem he has. Because over the last two years, whenever the Liberals hit the po- hit the, uh, were uh, uh, weaker in the polls, it was always because of personal branding of the prime minister. Aga Khan's story, the uh, SNC-Lavalin story, and how he treated Jody Watson Reibold, the trip in India. So that's going to be difficult for him to get out of.
6: Ashton, what do you think? Yeah, there's two things I want to point out. First and foremost, uh, these images that were being shown today were as racist in 2001 as they are in 2019, and I think the Prime Minister uh, did a better job at owning up for that today. But uh, first and foremost, what he failed to address, and I think what Canadians are catching on to more and more, is what is blatant hypocrisy coming from the Prime Minister. More or less, for four years, we were instructed to believe that this is an individual that was the moral compass on the world stage, and we're seeing that there's actually two people here. There's the Justin Trudeau that appears before the cameras, and you know does the glad handing at campaign events and then there's the justin trudeau behind closed doors so we've got a double standard here and i think he's right rightfully being called on it now
0: and you talk about the world stage this the, this this the apology the other apology today it was carried around the world by cnn all kinds of different world networks are yeah everything town. from
6: bbc to al jazeera yeah. yeah
0: and and greg let's start with the apology today and um, how do you think it's moved this forward for Justin Trudeau? If it has,
3: uh, I would echo um, my colleague's comment that it was better than last night. Um, you could see in the immediacy of it last night. There's certain things that the prime minister does um, when he talks very quickly. Um, it, it just didn't. It seemed rushed and probably not as well thought out because of the situation. I think today's comments reflected what I've heard that he spent. Um, the day on the phone, uh, talking to a lot of community leaders, probably getting quite an earful. And I think today probably reflected more of that. And, and look, I, I, I've got to say this, as, as a white guy sitting here oh. on an all-male panel, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, very carefully. I just got back from Toronto. I went into my house and I pulled the yearbook. I graduated in the, around the mid-90s. I got 12 pages into that yearbook before I saw Blackface. I remember it at university. and I remember thinking that it was pretty dumb. Um, and I'm not justifying it. But I think the challenge now is that what happens next in terms of moving this forward, we were already in pretty, a pretty divisive campaign with a lot of mud being thrown already. What happens next?
0: Right. We've we covered a lot of that tonight in the program. We just finished talking to some three racialized young Uh, voters and their perspective on this so and that seems to be a concern is where does it go from here and that's what they'd like to see that that the conversation around this first of all they're not surprised that it happened and but they do want us to do more as a society to really talk about the issues that that underline the conversation we're not that that we're having now but that it's only connected to an election campaign
11: it is but I I mean I'm not sure if we'll have time to go through all that during this campaign Uh, for mr. Trudeau if, if, we take a, if, it, if we zoom out on this and uh, get out of this racist event, um, the fact that he says the right things but the actions don't follow on numerous uh, issues, that's, uh, that, that's going to be the problem for him. He has to recreate the 2015 progressive coalition to win this time around. And he's going to have a hard time doing that. Number one, millennials are really affected by this, most, mo- mostly than uh, people who are older. Two on other issues, electoral reform, environmental issues, indigenous issues, all those issues where he says the right things, but he buys a pipeline, let's say, on the climate issues. We'll go to the Paris Accord, but we'll buy a pipeline. So if you accumulate that, it goes to hypocrisy, lack of sincerity. It has never been about saying the right thing. He does that. It's about the actions. And I think he's going to have a hard time to recreate that coalition on October
0: 21st. Uh, Ashland, talk to me about... Uh Your leader's response, I mean, as I understand what's happened today, the the video that we now saw started uh, with Conservatives and they passed it on to Global News to verify the background of it. So it came from the Conservative campaign, right? That's correct.
6: Yeah, it was authenticated uh, by Global News and they wanted to make sure that what they had was, in fact, accurate. So they gave it to a reputable news source.
0: Right. And it came to you how? Do you know how it came to the campaign? I have no idea whatsoever and I'm certainly not the the best position person to ask. And so... uh, Any questions about that about saying oh we got this video what else would a party do? Would you turn it over to the media and say look find out?
6: Yeah, well, I, I think honestly that's ignoring the issue at hand here. I think everybody can agree that uh, the individual appearing in the video, regardless of the circumstances, was acting incorrectly and frankly out of line. And just in terms of uh, Andrew shears response, first of all, he responded last night uh, working on information that wasn't exactly up to date. The Prime Minister himself said, well, there's this other instance that I can think of back in high school. Just the one other. Right. Now it turns out there's a third, and now after this afternoon, maybe there's some more. So, uh, it's one thing to apologize to Canadians, but if we're to truly accept your apology, you'd have to demonstrate actions that you're actually working towards improving yourself. Right, so the, and unfortunately... So, so, how does that
0: so what Andrew Shears on the record saying is, look, if you've said something that, if you have a transgression in your past that, of that, that offended somebody, as long as you apologize for it, you can remain a candidate. There's
6: nobody on this panel right now that hasn't made a mistake in the past that they don't regret. Would you, is he going to
0: afford the same uh, grace, if I can put it
6: that way, to, to Mr. Trudeau? If you're 100% upfront and honest about it and your actions dictate otherwise maybe but in the case of last night the Prime Minister's already lied about this once. Hey,
3: Greg? See, I, I think this is the problem for Sheer, and I think this is why Jagmeet Singh is having a very I hate to say a, you know good moment but he has said a lot of the right things from the beginning. Sheer set up criteria because of his own situation he said something about homosexuals and same-sex marriage in 2005 that he's not apologized for and at the time, the spin was, well, that's way in the past. Well, if 2005 is way in the past, how do the Conservatives then say that 2001 is not? It's kind of silly. Because of the Conservative past on this and some of their candidates, Shear has kind of painted himself in a corner. And I think he would have probably been better off not coming out so hot and letting Jagmeet Singh take the lead on this and then seeing the way the public is reacting. You're absolutely right about millennials. I spend a lot of time today listening to open line shows, uh, watching the the network news, to the streeters to see what people are saying. It's not scientific, but you do see a lot of older people saying one thing about what's there in seems the past. To be
0: a different yeah. view
11: of this, and I think on that's people
3: scared of things that they've said themselves, mistakes they've made in the past. Where millennials are seeing this um, very differently.
11: Yeah, and millennials are, uh, are key. The, the percentage of participation to the vote increased last time largely because millennials went out and voted and largely they voted for yeah, Justin Trudeau. And will so, will so.
0: they again this time? And we'll, we'll, too. Everybody wants question. to know, are they going to so, keep showing up? And I guess parties want to know who they'll vote for. But t- tell me about Jagmeet Singh's approach to this.
11: I think he, he really, really... Because being a, a racialized leader and the, the only one mm-hmm. on, 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 the, on the stage... He comes at it with a different perspective, and it showed last night in his video in his post uh, press conference, post uh, PM. He didn't really
0: pre- pre- want to talk about the politics of it. Yeah, he, wants he was to talk, addressing the, kids. The impact on,
11: yeah. especially young because people in racialized communities. Uh, Greg mentioned about being uh, uneasy about talking about this being a, a, a white man. I, I get that too, being racialized. Obviously, I get it from uh, I get a different perspective on this. I get that my news feed on Facebook is very eclectic. So I had people saying, "Oh, it's not a big deal." Other people, it is, and so on and so forth the key point is if you're feeling hurt by it it's not a question to dismissing those feelings to those people you have to address and you have to tell them that no it's okay it's okay the, the leader of the country has done this we'll have a conversation but it's okay you belong here and that's why i think jack we hit the right note addressing directly people in the camera in their in their living room saying it's okay you are being loved
3: yeah i think there's there, I, there's a moment there's a moment here for the Prime Minister if he chooses to use it as a teachable moment and I think a lot of liberals' reactions were you know anger, annoyance, disappointment. Um, and I, 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 I take him at his word when he said that he was embarrassed. That's why he didn't admit it. Uh, he has very bright people around him. There were lots of opportunities over the last four years that he could have spoke about this and spoke about what Canada is like and, and how, you know, as as uh, you know, white men especially, we have a sense of uh, we, we don't even realize how much entitlement we have and how blessed we are. And he could have done something with this. And instead, um, now this is what... It seems that the election will be about, you know, at, at least at present.
0: Uh, what we heard from the young people earlier, though, was that this whole notion of, uh, they aren't happy with the fact that yeah you, you might have been embarrassed by it, but there were just this is a long time from this event.
11: It's not good enough yeah, to be embarrassed. Yeah, That's the, not a good the, enough
0: And especially when it, it, it was in the news uh, uh, with with the, the governor of Virginia and yeah, blah exactly. There were opportunities. There were
3: lots of opportunities. You're and, absolutely and embarrassed
0: right. or not, <coughs> is, is leadership about this is going to hurt? But I'm doing it anyway. I need to come out and tell people because eventually I'm going to get this is going to come out somehow, uh, or I should expect that it, it should come out somehow and. For those young voters, they're not satisfied with, uh,
6: I was embarrassed, so I didn't want to yeah, uh, look, I, I think, honestly, to not know that it was a problem while he was actually doing it I, is not an excuse that I buy, and I don't think anybody should buy it. And, frankly, this would disqualify the vast majority of political candidates from lower-level offices all the way up to the highest. And uh, the fact that, it, you know, if this was a candidate, frankly, on the center-right or even on the right side, the drumbeat of resignation call would be so loud that you and I would not be able to hear ourselves think right
3: now. Y- yes, you say you say that, and I'm not trying trying... trying to do a what about or explain it but um, it was only a couple of years ago that a Quebec actor had blackface playing P.K. Subban in in a theatre. There was a Montreal Canadiens uh, player I believe a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago there was an actress who went as a character from Orange is the New Black and every time this happens I'm thinking to myself as I read it, how can people be this stupid? Um, So I I don't, I I think you, we ought to be very careful because I think there were probably a lot of other people that were as stupid as some of the people I went to university with twenty years ago who did this and I think um you know there may be a lot of photos out there
11: but this is my what in high school he was 29 years old he was a teacher in a private school a theater teacher must have some clue of character play and history of, of, of plays, right? And there's but another
0: element when you look at all the photos that are also in that yearbook. There's a number of other people at the event that night uh, in costume, but not in but black. Peter, history.
3: you make a good point. The, the school actually thought this was okay, and they put it in yearbooks and they put it in newsletters. I mean, I think that says something about how, like, the level of stupidity around this is not just one person. There is a lot of this, and again, huge teachable moment, and I hope someone takes advantage and, and we can kind of benefit but from not this. Not all
11: of them wants to become Prime Minister. That's All right. Thank so. you all. Thanks,
3: Peter. Thank you.
0: And that's all for this Vote 2019 edition of Primetime Politics on CPAC. I'm Peter Van Dusen. Thanks for watching. Stay tuned now. More Vote 2019 coverage coming up.